Miami has I have to say it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. What, 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 what? How could you not predict at least 10 to 13 wins for next season is all I'm saying. But Jesus again, Christ, 13 wins. I listen. You, know, I said, you want an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I just, I'm sorry. I just remember that you compared Kiseki to Kelsey. I'm sorry. I did not. You know what? About it, I am ready to get hurt again. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are recording a few days late, but we're still here. This is the Batter Fins podcast. I am the bearded fanatic. That is the Batter Jets fan, Daniel Granada himself. And Danny, we're recording. A few days late. We wanted to get this out early in the week, but sometimes life happens. Yes, little sir. little glitch in the road, but but we're here, sir. How are you doing today? I'm great. We both had a great Sunday, so I no complaints here. I've been looking forward to this all week. All right. So, you know, we always talk about having big fans on the show, right? So I said mm-hmm. this week we're going to switch it up a little bit. So I, I went a little oddball here. It's always Dolphin fan, Dolphin fan. I get to co-host with you, and you're a Jets fan. And I said, I want somebody as middle of the pack of, of us. His fandom is huge with the Bills. And um, I said, let's bring on a Bills fan. And who better than my boy, Phil the man right here. He is the epitome of what I am as a Dolphins fan, what you are as a Jets fan. He is by far. He's from Buffalo as well. Like, I got somebody homegrown, not somebody who's a bandwagon fan. Phil, thank you so much for joining us today. Phil the Bill. Thank you for having me. I, I really wish I would have taken account of your names and, and come up with something cooler than just Phil, but well, we'll work on that for next time. Like Danny said, we could call you the lip if you want, but you know, like like you said, that's been coined already. <laughs> it's been, it's been. I feel like I'm I'm stealing it. You know, what I mean, it just right. doesn't feel. So, Danny, you said so you had Phil, a couple questions. For uh, yeah, me. I, had, I had a quick question. How many tables have you gone through? Oh wow! Um, that's well, a great question. Believe it or not, um, I got. I got, you know, that that trend started obviously not that long ago. Um, and right. you know, I was kind of older at that point, and I was I was deathly afraid of like, you know, just making an ass out of myself. Um, but uh, here at the at the Bills um, Miami game down here, I got taunted. I got these. I was we were walking back from the the game, and and. Uh, and these two girls just come out of nowhere, like, "Oh, you guys aren't Bills fans unless you jump through a table, put on the helmet, and then you me this Bills helmet, like jump through a table." And then my two friends, of course, put me under the bus, like, "Oh, dude, you got to jump there." And I'm like, "Wait, why me? Why did all?" Of them <laughs> and like, I'm like, "I'm the only one with kids in this group, like, so like, you know, jump through." So I, of course, I like, I had to do it, so I put on the helmet and they videotaped it, and I jumped through the table. Luckily, I made it through and didn't damage anything. Okay, so, so oh, one, you've done it once. I've done it one time, um, but I, I mean, I could tell you a million stories of, you know, uh, a friend, friends of mine went to when we when we uh, went to the AFC championship against KC, um, they went to that game. They went to every game. Um, these are long time season ticket holders. Their parents are season ticket holders. We're talking about, you know, two to three generations of season ticket holders. So you can enter in the lottery for these playoff games, especially when COVID was a thing. Um, There's little tickets. So they got entered right. a lot of times. They got the tickets. They went. A guy, now we're talking about AFC Championship. When's the last time the Bills, you know, were even 94, you know, 90, like 93? Right. right. So it was a hyped up game. This kid goes to jump off the, off this like up ramp and just misses the table, face plants, out cold. All right. Doesn't even get to go to the game. He's, he's done. You know what I mean? He's not, they're lucky. Like, I was like, okay, he's alive. Thank God he's breathing. You know, you hold a mirror in front of his face. There's there's fog in the mirror. Okay, he's okay. And then everyone just walks into the game. His friends are like, what do you do? 
And my friends are telling me the story. Like, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I mean, imagine going, paying all that money, going all that way to go see yeah. this AFC championship hyped up game and, and just you do getting that shoot it. making it in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I appreciate the fandom, but it has to be one of the stupidest traditions I've ever seen in my life. Like, I've seen so many people miss that table and hurt themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's insane. And what they do, oh my, we hold actually, I don't know if you guys know this, and I, I want to. This is actually one of those things that I'm actually proud of because the table thing, I don't even know why it started, how it started, to be honest with you. There's a couple of traditions that are actually kind of funny. One is, and a couple of them were f- featured on ESPN. The one that was featured on ESPN was the Dildo Brothers. I don't know if you ever heard of them. No, I have not. <laughs> so, twice, swear to God, they snuck it. Well, I mean, you don't have to sneak a dildo in the And they threw it on the field. They threw it on the field towards Tom Brady. Yes, I remember that. One came right by Tom Brady. They clue in on it. And, and the mom gets on like, yeah, these are my sons, like idiots, you know, like <laughs> on, this, on this thing. And then they did it again. They did it again at last year's playoff game. All right. They threw another dildo on the thing. And, and again, <laughs> you had to give them props. Like, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. They just – it was always about the Patriots fans. And then the second thing was is that we held a record and this is going back a few years, of the most fans getting caught having sex in the stadium. That's that's number two record. So two things about, you know, about Buffalo. Bills fans that, here, right. Right, Bills fans that you might not know. Sex they love dildos, and, and, yeah. and they love having yeah. sex. at Or- It doesn't get – I know we're getting super off top, but doesn't it get freezing cold in Buffalo? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it, my God. I mean, we've been in games where you're just putting kegs in the snow and the tailgating. Another thing is, like, you start tailgating. Like, they open up the camper lot days. Like, so you're Saturday night. People pull in their campers. They start tailgating all Saturday, all Saturday night into Sunday. They have a Bill's Mafia house right next to the stadium that, that Bill's Mafia bought. They turned into, like, a, a, a bed and breakfast where you could rent it out for the weekend and hold it, it sleeps up to six and just and tailgate all weekend there. That's awesome. Yeah, all right. Well, let's get into the nitty gritty. And um, yep. this past week, like yep. Danny was saying, we experienced yep. we experienced a, a very big dub for us. Um, Danny, we coming into that game, we said that we thought they'd win. Never yep. in a million years did we expect them to win the way they did. But nope. I like this one, tale of two halves. And yeah, I did it. I did it. I followed suit to what everybody else is doing. And the two I know. The the two I know, right? Yep. And. Let's stick to that first half. When that first half started, I said, this is kind of what I was dreading. I was mm-hmm. like, Tua doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. All-line doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Defense doesn't look good against Lamar Jackson. And every single time they tried to zero blitz Lamar Jackson, it seemed like he was able to get it to the right guy. And every single time they caught the ball, it was like 20, 30 yards down the field. Catch and run. Just go. And... um. We only we put up no points in the first quarter. We only did seven in the second quarter. And at halftime, I remember texting you and I said, This is what everybody's gonna destroy him on. If 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 you needed ammo, because like you said, we only put up seven points that first game. Offensive points, I should say. Seven offensive points. We didn't look that great. And you said you have to look good this game. So right up to halftime, I texted you. I said, Twitter is gonna kill him. I hadn't gone to Twitter yet. I went to Twitter, and it was just as bad as I thought. I want to get your insight as to what you saw from everything just in the first half itself, and uh, give me your point of view on it. Well, I, I, the first game, we were giving the O-line a lot of props that we thought that they held up better than we thought they would. But that first half, I mean, Tua had no chance. 
He threw two interceptions. One of them, he under was a, a, an underthrow where it, Marcus it, Williams just ran right under it and it, caught it, it right at the, at the sideline. Yeah, he threw it into double coverage. The first like, one he threw into double coverage. The second one he just lofted up there trying to make a play to Jalen Waddle. The thing is, the reason I've always thought that Tua has a chance to be a good quarterback, right? I've never thought he's going to be above average, but I think he could be a good quarterback because I felt like he makes good decisions. He's an accurate passer. I've always imagined him being like a Chad Pennington, right? Okay. Something along those lines. So um, not Drew Brees, but Chad Pennington. I like that. Right, right. But I mean, I, I'd, I'd kill for Chad Pennington. Right. But when he, when he was making those throws, I don't know if it was he was getting outside of his game because he was trying to force it. Because at that point, you've gone through six quarters and you really haven't looked very impressive. Like, it's not just one game. At that point, it was – they were trailing and things weren't looking good. So I felt like he was starting to force it. Like you said, he threw it into double coverage. He threw up that that duck that ended up in Marcus Williams' arms. Like, yeah. it just – it looked – I felt like everything that could go wrong was going wrong. Yeah. And like you said, I, I didn't get on Twitter either, but I, I would imagine that <laughs> that they were killing Tua in the first half. Oh, they were killing You him. said that you were going to kill Tua. You're like, if he doesn't improve, I'm going to kill Tua – when we record, I remember, I remember texting you and I said, if there is a time that he needs to save grace, it's right now. Everything that people like his, his fan base. And I, and I don't mean the, the middle of the pack fan base. I mean, those outright outlandish, this guy's going to be a Super Bowl MVP this year. Those fans for them to be right. He needed to come out and have an amazing second half, but we'll get into that in a second. But it Phil, wasn't just Tua. The, I'm sorry, real quick. The defense, yeah. they had, I don't know if it was one or two, 12 men on the field uh, penalties. When you start doing, when you start having errors like that, you're, you're, everybody is off their game at that right. point. It, the it, coaching it, staff, the players, those penalties are are just lack of concentration at that point. Bayman got shut down in the second half, and we'll again we'll get into that in a second. But for the most part, those four catches, 108 yards, those were almost all on Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard was giving up those chunks of plays. Now he got roasted. When I looked at him, I'm like, maybe he's injured because I, I for me looking at him. It didn't look like he was running full speed. Now, Phil, I know that you were enjoying some family time this weekend, so you didn't catch a lot of it. Yeah. But from what you did catch, you had to be like same old Dolphins. I'm assuming that that thought was in your head. I mean, given given what I – well, so going into the season, obviously there's high expectations. You bring in a dynamic wide receiver like Tyreek Hill. You beef up the offensive line. You get, um, you know, a, a stud uh, – uh, left tackle in um, Toronto Armstead, yep. Right. I mean, you know, so you're going to protect the guy. You're going to give him weapons. Um, you know, you got a new um, – I mean, you guys kept the same defensive coordinator from – We did. Right, but you got, you got a new coach, obviously, and a new offensive coordinator. Yep. But, I mean, you know, um, uh, Mike McDaniels, um, mm-hmm. he was under uh, Kyle Shanahan, right? Correct, yep. So, you know, he was pretty, he's pretty much running that offense. Right. Um, and so, you know, you have this, you know, I'm not going to lie, very scary, uh, along with a stud defensive line, um, you know, may- maybe not a ton of experience at safety, but good safeties definitely going to be turn into probably great safeties. Um, yeah. You know, obviously two of the best corners in the league, one's obviously injured, but um, you know, so I-, I was always very scared going into this year. Um, then when it, comes into um and I, and I was listening to your podcast last week about you know just Tua coming out and in, in, in the offense not scoring points like you know like what happened in previous years yeah. um the defense kind of keeping you in it and 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 then and then again you have this first half and you're like oh here we go again you know what I mean 
And then all of a sudden you have this completely different, you know, second half of football. You know what I mean? Where, where he's getting these – and again, he's doing what he does. You know, he's not going to make these, like, scramble around, you know, make something out of nothing. He's going to get his hip set. He's going to throw these very, very accurate balls to two very, very talented wide receivers. Wide receivers that, in my opinion, could do more with the football than, you know, maybe any other wide receivers in the game. Outside of your boy that we'll get into, obviously, here, because you guys have an, an, an amazing stud at wide receiver as well. But that's kind of where I wanted to lead into. And did the Finns win, in quotation marks, or did the Ravens lose? Because for the most part, I would say that a, a, a huge fan base, obviously our fan base, was definitely we won that game. Mm-hmm. I felt like we won that game. But 100%. then you still had a lot of haters saying, we really didn't win it. The Ravens lost it. And it's kind of like this comment that we're going to throw up. And I, and I kind of want you to see it. Just, just listen to these comments. Receiver in the NFL runs straight down the field. Tyreek Hill. Nobody touched him. Nobody. They're backpedaling. Tyreek is at a full sprint, and you're backpedaling. Let me show you right here. This is what you don't do. This is football 101 on defense. You don't just start a slow backpedal. Let Tyreek Hill run straight through the middle of your defense. Nobody's behind him. Nobody is there. So guess what? What does the quarterback do? Let me just throw the ball as far as I can. Let the fastest receiver in the NFL run for a, a touchdown untouched. Like, just look at this. Okay, let me show you another one. Let's just let him run down the, the field. Just run. Just go ahead. You run a 4-2-40. Okay, great. I run like a 4-4. Yeah, you're going to beat me. Okay, let me just try and do that backpedaling. It's not going to work. So if you play the Dolphins, you know that, number one, you do not let that guy run untouched through the middle of your defense or you will get hurt. And that's kind of been the majority of the outside media from the Colin Cowherds to ESPN. Yeah, they were saying, yeah, he did a good job of hitting these wide open wide receivers, which isn't that his job? Isn't his job to hit wide open wide receivers? He's not supposed to force it into triple coverage, turn the ball over, because then we'll have a whole completely different conversation. But the guy hit everybody who's supposed to hit. The Jalen Waddle hit for a touchdown, which I, I think, Phil, you told me you were able to catch it. He put that ball exactly where it needed to be, right above the linebacker and high enough that the DB wasn't going to be able to make a play on it. And it was all Jalen Waddle. The Mike Kosicki throw in the back of the end zone. People are like, oh, it was an overthrow. No, it wasn't an overthrow. Again, above the linebackers, and he put it to where he knew his basketball dunking tight end. Only he can and, catch it. Right. He was going to go up and grab that ball, and then that kind of started the trend. I'm sorry. I've been super harsh of to it, but not to the level that these guys are being. But my harshness came from a lot of games that we won last year was in spite of him. And that's been my goal to hear the first two episodes that mm-hmm. I wanted to see a game that we win because of him. And God damn it, he won this game. Nobody else won this game. He came out in that second half, seven points, and then he put up 28 points. No special teams, Danny. No defense. It was all Tua. I, um, to an extent, I agree with you that Tua won. Obviously, he had to make the throw. He had right. to. But I, I remember before the season started, we were talking about his arm strength and, and yes. how the season's going to progress. And I told you, people aren't going to respect his arm until he shows that you need to respect his arm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly what you saw. They're not playing cover three, cover four. Right. They're, they don't, they're not respecting his deep ball. So right. they let him. I don't want to say they let him. But even with Tyreek Hill on the field, they said, you know, we're still not going to worry about that. It but was incredible they got that burned. they were doing that. But, right. but they got burned twice. I promise you other teams are not going to do that because now they know, okay, if we leave Tyreek open, Tua can get the ball down there. 
So two is going to now have to make those passes a little more contested. He's showed now that he has some arm strength, right? Like that, I think that finally gets thrown out the window. Yes. He can make the throw. Can he do it consistently? We'll see now that he gets challenged. But he showed that he can do it. So I think that the Ravens, I don't want to say that the Dolphins didn't win the game, but I think that the, the Ravens didn't respect Tua enough to win that game. And that's what cost them the game is what you're basically saying. Yes, because okay. Tua won it because he had to make the throw. But the Ravens were stupid and not respecting his arm. He he did exactly what I thought. Teams I, weren't going to respect his arm. And in the first half, they didn't get burned by it. But in the fourth quarter, not even in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter they did. And, and that's where I'm going to go with you, Phil, because obviously you're going to see them this week, and you've seen them plenty of times. You've already seen them three major times, and we'll get into that into a second. But, I, again, it's an easy excuse to say the Ravens let Tyree get behind them. But I'm sorry, Tariq was doing this on the Chiefs. He was getting behind defenses way before he got to the Dolphins. So, right. again, they've had tape on Tyreek. We know Tua doesn't have an arm. That doesn't mean that we should let Tyreek beat us over the top. You still put a safety to cover him back there and hope that Tua can't get it to him. But I get Danny's point. It was a Raven stupidity. But they've had enough tape on Tyreek Hill, and they've had enough tape on Jalen Waddle to know that those boys could burn DBs and safeties and get behind them. What was your take on it? Oh yeah, I mean, I I agree a hundred percent. I think that they 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 pressed up because they thought that you know he's not gonna he's not gonna launch down the field. They're thinking he's gonna go try to go in the middle. They're thinking he's gonna try to you know um, make these you know ten to fifteen yard throws, and he's not gonna go twenty plus. And again, they they're not wrong. I mean, history has shown that you know he, his 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 um, completion percentage drops immensely 20 plus yards. You know what I mean? I think it's like 13, 14 in the league. But yeah. again, you got these two guys, these two receivers that could, and I think if I, if I, if I'm getting the stat correctly, only seven, only seven attempts have been to someone other than Waddle and Hill in these first two games. Yes. And, and so, and again, I, I think, you know, Mike Gusecki's not going to be a blocking tight end for you, but he's definitely got great hands and great yes. skill and got great straight speed. The thing of it is, is that I think like you look at it and you say, yeah, you got to learn from that. You know, Hill will beat you down the field every time. I mean, the kid won sinking, you know, track championships in high school. He could run, he could, he could, he could catch, he could run, he could do it all. I mean, the hard part about it is he could, if you give him space, he's going to burn you. If you give him that straightaway speed down the field, he's going to burn you. Um, so you don't want him to get the ball in the middle of the field with room to run because you're not going to catch him. And the Bills have been on the you know the the receiving side of that more times than I like to admit. And when you're when you're sitting there, it's hard to defend someone like that. But I think the fact that they let Tua say, "Okay, you guys want to press up? We're gonna we're gonna go down the field and Tua just launch it." You know what I mean? You know that you have to respect that. And I think that's I think that's the key because Tua said it in the in the press conference after the game. He said they weren't giving it to us early in the game, but as soon as they gave it to us, we took our opportunities. And right. that's the greatest response ever. If they're not giving to you, don't force it down there. But if you're going to be dumb enough he did to, to be – first to, half. That's why he got picked right. off. But what I'm saying is he did force it. He learned from it. And then he's like, let them let them slip up, and then I'm going to take advantage of it. But to your point, Tyreek Hill, 11 catches, 190. Jalen Waddle, 11 catches, 171, both with two touchdowns. Mike Gesicki had four. Raheem Moster had three. Our fullback had two. But for the most part, yes, 80% of our offense is in, is, is, is in those two guys. I think as we get down into the 
into the nitty-gritty of the season, you're going to see a little bit more shift of involving Mike Gusecki more. I think you have to involve Mike Gusecki more because he's such a game-changer as well, like Dan, like you heard in the clip. I think he's – if he's used to his potential, I think he's the third-best tight end in the league. I know. I'm crazy because Mark Andrews definitely has a lock on that number three. The way Mark Andrews – I knew he was good, but he was balling on us. Like, this guy – Four guys are covering him. He's catching the ball, and he's, he's dragging four guys down the field with him. Mm-hmm. The, guy, the guy's a problem. But let's get to the nitty-gritty. Let's preview Fence versus Bills. And this is why you're here, Phil. Phil the Bill. This is why you're here. Let's get the negative out of the way. The last few times we've met the Buffalo Bills, it has not been a very good situation for us. I mean, and I, for us, it's yeah, for you, yeah, for you guys, it's been amazing. But for the they most part, they won haven't the last even. Seven, I want to say they haven't. Shut up! You don't have to get specific about it. It's been bad. You it's been bad. McDermott. <laughs> I'm just throwing out some facts. It's it's no big deal. Well, I heard an interesting fact today. What, what is the, it? The Bills, the last twenty regular season wins that they have, have all been by double digits. So, like when they and win, they win convincingly. They do. Right? But what happens if they have a closed game? Well, no. well, we'll we'll get into that in a what, second. What happens if they, they? I'll tell you what happens. They give up a touchdown in the last thirteen seconds to Patrick Mahomes. Oh, wow! Wow! Field goal. That's not right. He got down the field. My fault. That's right. Yeah, he did. I, I I I appreciate my co-host having the ammo ready for me. But <laughs> the last, like I said, the last few times we met you guys, it have it hasn't been close. It hasn't been close. So a lot of that could be game planning. A lot of that could be, um, like Danny mentioned last week. The the stranglehold that Brian Flores put on Tua and not allowing him to be more of himself the way Mac yeah. McDaniel is allowing him to be. Um, but I did have um, a little a little tidbit from your boy that I kind of wanted to share, and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed his comment. Um, you know, Tua is playing fantastic right now, which is you know it sucks as a Bills fan and a, and a Bills player to see. You don't want to see your um, division rivals winning football games, but you know I'm I'm proud of him for you know, all the adversity and stuff and all the naysayers and stuff like that. I can relate to a lot of that. So um, he's just, he's playing really good football right now. And I hate to. And he is playing really good football. Right. And I think. Who's playing good football. Tua. That that's who he was talking about. He was talking about his boy Tua, not his boy, boy, but you know, he, he's a big fan of Tua and he likes the person he is, but at the end of the day, being a nice guy doesn't win your football games. But playing ball the way he is, I think he's number one in passing yards right now in the NFL. But obviously having Jalen Waddle, Mike Gesicki, and Tyreek Hill will probably do that for you. Yeah. But like number two is like Carson Wentz. So let's not let's not get too far ahead of ourselves when it comes to those stats. Number three is Joe Flacco. Yeah. yeah. So let's, let's go there. Let's, right. go there. <laughs> let's not get too crazy right now with the stats. But the fact is he is playing good ball. So I'm going to go to you, Phil, because you are the, the guest host here. And it is your Buffalo Bills we're playing. Are – I asked you at the beginning, are these the same old Dolphins that you're going to be playing week three? No, God, no. Um, I mean, going into the, the last seasons, like, and, and to be fair, you know, Tua got hurt the, the, the game that we played in Miami. He went out with the rib injury from. Oh, yeah. From you guys destroyed him, like, second play in the game. Right. You know, Espinez's, like, only good play last year. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, it was just that pick kind of bugged me. He said but, only you know, good play. Whatever, you know, um, you know, he's 
we just love investing in defensive ends that we have to like put like four years of work into before they're actually productive. Um, except for, I will say Rousseau had is, has been playing very well. I, I'll give him that, but he was a first round pick last year. So I'm, I'm hoping that, um, you know, uh, because well, he's got second every game this year. So far. yeah, yeah no, no, no. He, kids playing great. And, and, you know, even according to Von Miller, you know, he's like, kids a beast, you know what I mean? He really is. Um, but I'm sure having Jordan, on the other by side the way, also. And by the way, you guys have, you guys have an amazing D line, but also just want to peg on what you're saying. Besides Russo, Jordan Phillips is also playing really well for you guys as well. Our old ex player, he's playing amazing ball for you guys. And you know what? For some reason, I swear to God, like he he plays well for the Bills. He'll go to other teams and he'll kind of like fall off. He comes back, and that's they were talking about him having to possibly take a pay cut to stay with us next year because he's only on a one year contract. And, and like some people are like, well, you know, he just has the most productivity here. You know, let you know, I, I would take a pickup, but love Jordan Phillips, love the way he's playing. Um, to get into your question, no, these aren't the same old dolphins. And I and I think like one thing you got to understand, I mean, think think about the first game against the Patriots. Like, that's gonna be your worst game of the year. First of all, we got a shortened preseason, and I'm not making too big of a deal out of it, but most right. people don't even play during preseason. Josh Allen played literally one series the entire and looked amazing, and he looked amazing in that preseason game. And, and, you know, the kid, you know, just to, just to derail for one second. Yeah, yeah. One thing I, 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 I heard about him, which, okay, of course, Buffalo is literally obsessed with Josh Allen. Someone said, you know, um, you know, like I, they said something equivalent to like, how would you feel if Josh, you know, did, you know, pulled a, you know, uh, uh, um, Sean Watson or whatever. I'm like Josh could literally kill someone, and Bill's Mafia would raise money to to pay for his like legal. Defense. All right, like they, every time you know, like that they are in love with that that kid is Buffalo. He had to move because people knew where he lived. Like I mean, it's it's just like he's he and and you know he loves the fans right back. You know, so yeah. when I went to L.A., I mean, you got thirty thousand Bills fans rolling in L.A. We had an insane tailgate there. It was just the mo- it felt like a home game for crying out loud. So you know, um. But one of the things that they they said about him, um, and I forgot who was he was is one of the announcers on on Monday night. Um, they were just saying that you know not only does he have the physical gifts, you know, obviously, but then there's that work ethic, but also that he doesn't take things too seriously. You know, yep. he is fun. He loves the game, like he loves it, and and that's what I think. You know, you appreciate about him is that you know he's going to make those comments about Tua because you know he respects the game. He knows what it takes. He he was. He was um, coming out of high school. He didn't get picked up by any Division One program. He right. had to go to a, to a junior college, and then he had to literally go around handing his tape to everyone until Wyoming offered him a deal. And then he goes from that to being the seventh overall pick. You know what I mean? So, you know, the kid appreciates adversity. You know what I yes. mean? And, and and so, and you know, you look at Tua, and one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in football was his national championship game against Georgia when he came in. That you know against Jake Fromm, they're going back and forth. It was the most like just it was just an insane game. Like I remember yes. just being like it's one of the best games I've ever seen. And you know so I and I think the kid has a lot of talent. Um, I think that he is a competitor. I think that he you guys built a team around him. I think like you said, um, you know you got one thing is you have to have trust in your quarterback. And I don't care. If, I don't care if it gets you killed in games if you don't trust him you'll never get past a certain mark you'll never you might you might be able to manage a few games you know come out with a few wins but if you don't let him go all right then what's going to happen is you will never get past that that barrier of being a great football team and we saw it with josh allen we got to this point where you know we get to the 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 
the playoff game against the Texans. We get the 16 nothing lead, and then we want to pretend that we're going to coast in on, on our defensive performance, and we want to rein him in. And then what happens? We, we end up losing. We get yep. to the championship game against KC. For some reason, we think that field goals are going to be enough to, to beat KC, which we all know that's not going to happen. We end up losing. Then you take this next year, this previous year's game against KC, you got a fourth down in the red zone. You go for it because now they're like, no, Josh has got to win this. We are an offensive yes. mind team we got to let him do what he does and score points and yes we did end up losing that game but it was a much much closer product Agreed. and it was a more exciting game and we should have you know aside from a few bad calls at the end of the game won that game so I think what you guys have done in Miami um, building that team around him getting him the weapons you know getting him the protection up front and being and even even getting you know dynamic running backs involved you know what I yeah. mean and your defense your defense is scary yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 filled with a like a ton of talent on that defensive line. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's 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 going to be you guys are going to be a good team. And, and let's talk about that for a second, Danny, because we we touched on it that yeah, Tua put up twenty eight points in the fourth quarter of that Ravens game, right? Mm-hmm. We gave up twenty eight in the first half. We gave up ten points in that second half. So whatever the defense was being called in that first half, you could tell it drastically changed in the second half. So now we're moving on to somebody who I feel Lamar Jackson could compare himself or his numbers or what he thinks his contract is worth to Deshaun Watson. That's fine. Put yourself in that spectrum. One spectrum you're never going to be in is in the the epitome of Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. Those two guys are the tip, the cream of the top right now as far as quarterbacks goes. Do you think our defense can have the same success after, again, many whoopings that we've taken from them? They know what the quarterback is. They know what kind of – they know Stephon Diggs. That guy has to be the biggest threat outside of Josh Allen on that team, right? Do you think that our defense is well-equipped to now at least not stop them but make it competitive? Do you think that your defense played well against the Ravens? I think they did play well. They, it, like I don't, I said, I don't it, think so at all. You guys had zero sacks. I don't think you touched Lamar Jackson once that game. Nobody touched like, Lamar Jackson that game. But, but, but that's what I'm saying. And Josh Allen is a better Lamar but, Jackson. But what's the goal? But what's the goal? The goal is not to let them put up points. And that's kind of where I'm going with that. We only but let they, them put up 10 put points up, in the second half. But they put up 38 in the game. That's fine. That's fine. But again, it was two but, halves. But what I'm saying is I, I'm disappointed in the Dolphins' defense because I thought they were going to have a strong defense this year. Yeah. Obviously, we always we both thought the Patriots would be horrible offensively. Yes, we did. And I and and I also thought that the Ravens would have a hard time scoring on your defense. I predicted what that they would put up seventeen points, maybe. Yes. When they had twenty eight at the half, I was like, "This is." I I was so disappointed because I expected so much more. When Xavier Howard got, I'd never seen him get taken to the house the way, or almost to the house, but almost so to the house. I, I, I was really disappointed in the Dolphins' defense. They got absolutely no pressure. Like t- what they did the year before on Thursday Night Football, yeah, nowhere near what we saw this way. And then when they finally brought the house, he ran it in for what seventy yard touchdown himself. Yes, he did or sixty yep. yards. So I, I, because I saw what Lamar Jackson did. So you're not giving defense, him the credit. You're not giving him the credit of what they did in the second half to only give him ten se- points. Second half or second half or one quarter. Second because half. they scored because. They scored 38 in three quarters. Yes. So they played one good defensive quarter. They played one really good offensive quarter. To me, the, the defense has, has looked average for seven quarters now. I'm not disagreeing with you. That's why I wanted your input and, on what and you again, did. 
but again, I, I expected a lot more. I was very surprised the way that the Ravens handled them for three quarters. Again, you guys won the game, and they showed up when it counts. But you can't right. discount the fact that they got outplayed for three quarters. Well, so that's my question to you. Do you think that we're going to show up when it counts this upcoming week when we play the Buffalo Bills? You're playing against the best team in the NFL. I, yes, I we don't. are. I okay. don't think All so. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. We're going we're, we're to get into that in a second here. Phil, one of the things about your team is, like he said, you guys are, for me, I, I said, I see you guys in the AFC Championship game. I didn't want to say Super Bowl because I haven't done a Super Bowl pick yet. But I told him from the get-go, I think you guys for sure, by far, are winning this division. I always felt like we're going to be in second, Patriots in third, and unfortunately, the New York Jets in fourth place. Could that swap at any time? I think it can, just because if the Jets play again like they just played last week, you never know because the Patriots still don't yeah, but You're talking play. about swapping three and four, but like, you, no, you two are on the top. Okay, yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So my question is here. You guys are are facing some secondary issues coming into this game. And the Ravens were facing some secondary issues coming into that game. And we didn't take advantage in the first half, but I think we for sure we took advantage in the second half. Micah Hyde, I believe, is a neck injury. Um, one of your other corners is also suffering some, I don't want to say an ankle, but I think it's an ankle. You already know what to expect offensively from us. Obviously, you guys are going to put up points. I, I think we'll stop you a couple of drives here and there, but I think for the most part, you guys are going to put up points. Do you think your defense is ready for that speed, being that you're banged up in the secondary? Let's 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 go over that for a second, Manny, because that, that is a great, great um, point. Um, so so I get the list of the injury report, which is just – just it's almost like our, our roster in a way. <laughs> uh, we got – our safety, Micah Hyde, with a neck injury. He did not participate in practice. Cornerback, Dane Jackson, neck injury. We all saw him go off in an ambulance. Luckily, they, they said he was clear. He didn't have any spinal injuries. Yes. That was a scary hit. Yes, it was. Um, and, by his own uh, player, Tremaine Edmonds. Own, right, 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 right. And, um, you know, but he didn't practice. You got cornerback Cam Lewis. Um, he He's a little, you know, injured. But, but again, he was a full participant. Linebacker Matt Milano had the nice pick six, and he's been had probably the best game of his – career last on Monday Night Football he's got yeah. a neck injury but he was a full participant you got defensive tackle at Oliver and Jordan Phillips at Oliver was limited with an ankle Jordan Phillips hamstring didn't practice safety yeah. the other safety Jordan Poyer, Poyer. Has, he was limited and defensive tackle Tim Settle um has a calf injury and he was limited so so basically your whole your whole team is done your whole defense is gone yeah yeah so all our safeties um and and then trey white is is still on the injury reserve list so he's not gonna be back until he's gonna have to miss you know um four games four weeks yeah maybe being back week eight week five okay week eight they could be back week five but they're saying they're probably not going to push it you know just because we have five week and they'll probably come back after that so and then you know on on the offensive side of things Dawson Knox didn't practice with a foot injury um uh Gabe Davis is still questionable and Mitch Morris our center um so yeah it's it's not looking good for us um do I think that is going to leave it's going to make it a very interesting game because like you said I think I think the key is, and I, I think the Dolphins understand this too, especially given what happened last week, is put up points. You know, Josh will get his points. Josh is one of the most competitive human beings I've ever seen. In fact, sometimes too competitive because even in the L.A. game, you're like, dude, you're up two scores. Stop running. You know, stop yeah. trying to get yourself injured because seriously, like, that's the last thing we need. Like, we, we, we're good. You know, stop running. So he's very competitive. I think they need to let Tua go. I think that they need to, to 
let him do what he does and let the receivers do what they do and and continue that momentum coming off, you know, the the second half of the game against is Baltimore because I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Like, I would definitely bet the over on this one. you got a, a banged-up Bills defense. Um, now, the only thing I could say is that, you know, um, notoriously getting pressure on Tua has, has caused to make mistakes. We do have all our defensive ends, so maybe we could do that, but we're going to have to do that, you know, and we're going to have to account for, um, you know th- – because again, our linebackers were great in coverage. You know, you, Tremaine Edmonds is, is someone who has a lot of speed. You know, a lot of speed to kind of you know um, be able to get back, get up. Um, Milano is a great coverage linebacker, but I don't know if he's going to go. You know, what I mean, so, well, they said he had a stinger, so he might he might actually go. But again, it's still going to be tough with all these injuries. I, I personally think that being that your guys are all questionable, I think they're all going to play. So I I just wanted to wanted to bring it up in case they don't play. What kind of fear did that put in your heart that if it does become a shootout, would it turn into a Kansas City and you guys lose in the last possession? I don't. I mean, again, well. we're going to predict that here in a second, but they're all questionable. I think they're all going to play. Being that they're all going to play, like you said, your defensive line is amazing. Our offensive line has actually improved, and you could tell on the field. Connor Williams has done a huge bang-up job at center for us. He's naturally a guard. Greg Little honestly, played great last week. Greg Little, yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you, Greg Little. I thought, I, I thought you were going to ask, like, who was the standout player last week? And I was ready. I was like, Greg Little, because he had one hell of a game. I appreciate that you say that, because guess what? We didn't say his name not once in the game. And anytime that you're an offensive lineman and they don't say your name, it's because you're, you're doing, doing your a great job. Yeah, Austin sure, yeah. Jackson should not get back on the field. Leave Greg Little at right tackle. Yep. Because whatever he thought he faced against the Ravens, it's going to get that much worse against the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. It, he had a cohesive unit. Teron Armstead. Another huge game. Connor Williams, like you said, Greg Little, thank you so much for bringing that up. I did not want to forget about that. But let's go into the best part, the Batter Fins fans prediction time. And I want to pick last this time. So, Danny, I'm going to let you pick first. You you gave your two cents about the defense and how you felt about them, that you're kind of disappointed in them. I am. You, you, I am. You I'm do, disappointed. You do like what Tua's done. You do mm-hmm. like the speed we have with our receivers. But ultimately, you know the history. You know what the the Buffalo Bills knows. And like you said, when it comes to division games, you feel like you can't predict them as accurately because they're division games. Like you maybe you want to go and say we're gonna put up 40 points because but because these two teams know each other so well, sometimes you don't want to go that route. Now, yeah. you know the Buffalo is coming down to Miami. Let me just give you a quick one. The Miami Dolphins on a, on a are, short week. Right. The Miami Dolphins are five and a half point underdogs at home. The ESPN tracker has Buffalo Bills at sixty-two percent as favorites. What's your prediction for this game? Well, I think – I don't think they can stop the Bills' offense. Like I said, I was disappointed the way that they were with the Ravens. I mean, the, the Jets, which don't have as nowhere near as good a defense as the Bills have or the Dolphins should have, they, they contained Lamar Jackson in the pocket. So I was surprised that the Dolphins weren't able to get to Lamar Jackson. I, I think that the fact that the Bills' secondary is a little banged up, Jordan Poirier is probably going to play, but I don't know about anybody else. I think that that's going to bode well for you guys. I don't think they're going to get beat over the top like the Ravens did. I think this is. I think the Bills win, but this this is the game where that streak ends. Though that NFL record where they have twenty in a row where they win by double digits. I think they win, but they win a close game. I, if I have to put a number on it, I'd say 27-23. I like that. I like that. All right, Phil, you're the guest host. You are the infamous Buffalo Phil the Bill here. So give me your prediction for this game. So I originally was going with – I thought a lot about this because I was like – 
I, 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 can I say this though before I give my prediction? yeah yeah of course I am not confident about this prediction at all okay. like this is a you know um, this is a very is this um, coming from the gut the heart or the head where's where it coming from here well, okay I mean, you're a Bills fan like I'm sorry like I love my team always my team and literally travel across the country to see my team. And I don't think I missed a game since I've been down in Florida, which is 16 years, uh, uh, Miami uh, Bills game. In fact, my parents just flew in for the game today. So um, I will say that um, you, you, you're hesitant to get so excited. You know, and in fact, you're, you, it's, it's a very weird feeling having the expectations. You know, that's, that's actually a very weird feeling for us. But um, I originally went with 35-27 Bills. I'm actually changing it to 27-24 uh, Bills. Um, for the reason that I think that the Dolphins are going to run the ball, you know, um, I think they're going to want to get that run game going, which they haven't been able to do all season, you know, not, not to the level that I think they want to. Um, and we got a very banged up interior defensive line. So they're going to have that opportunity to control the clock and run the game. And, and I think, I think they'll have success. I mean, we saw what Jonathan Taylor did to us last year. Um, now I will say that I'm extremely, extremely that the best thing about Monday Night Football for me was holding Derrick Henry to 25 total yards and on 13 carries. They think he was averaging 1.5 yards a carry. And and that is an area that we've literally gotten lit up. We lost the game against, you know, New England on that Monday night snow game when it was like storming and everything because they just ran the we knew they passed it twice and yeah. they ran all over us and we knew what was happening. It was the most frustrating game. I thought my son was going to have a meltdown. Um, so, like, the whole point is is that I think that's what will happen. I do have confidence that Josh could bring us through this, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than I originally predicted. I'm saying 27-24. Okay. I like it. So, Danny knows oh, how I, I feel. feel about, coming. I feel Danny knows, coming. Danny, right. Danny knows how I feel about the Buffalo Bills. I, mm-hmm. If there's one team that scares me, it's the Buffalo Bills. Now, NFL, said, ne- NFL Network – had 10 people pick this game. One person out of 10 picked the Miami Dolphins to win. And even the one that picked it, three points, it could go either way. When, you, when you're picking a game between three points, you know it could go either way. Yeah. ESPN, who they picked, all five of their analysts, all picked the Buffalo Bills to, pick, to win this game. Never in a million years would I thought that I would see Tua Tungavailoa have more yards throwing than Josh Allen. Currently, Josh Allen is at 614. Tua is at 739. If there's a time to beat the Buffalo Bills, I think it's now. You got to sit home and watch them on Monday Night Football. They're in your division. You know what Josh Allen brings to the table. So I think you have that extra preparation, and they're on a short week. And we say short week. I get it. They played Monday, but they're, they're right back to work on a Tuesday. They're already watching film for the Dolphins. They saw the previous week. So people call it a short week. I think a short week is like playing Sunday, then you have to play Thursday. That's what I consider a short week. But for the most part, what I saw from the defense in the second half, no matter the credit this man does not want to give my team, what I saw from Tua in that fourth quarter. Fourth what, quarter, okay. What I, saw, what I saw from him in general with his accurate passing, like if you're not going to give me the top, I'm going to chew you down the field with very short, accurate passing. Slant routes were... Listen, Jalen Waddle had a lot of uncharacteristic drops during that game. I mean, like, in his hands, he was dropping them. I don't think that happens this week in Miami. The fans are going to be crazy. I feel like I'm wrong, but I don't care. I'm going with the same score that you gave, Phil, of 27-24, but I'm going Dolphins 27-24. If 
guy, if Micah Hyde or Jordan Poirier, if one of those guys miss, I think that you having a not so good safety over there might mess up a few times to get somebody behind that defense. I think our our offense has the opportunity. I say we have to at least we have to give you guys a couple of four and outs. I don't know how often that's going to happen. If you give me three to four four and outs throughout the whole game, I think you could check that off as a as a win because Josh Allen is very hard to get him off the field. I mean, like every single time this man steps on the field, I feel like he's putting up seven no matter no matter what. Whether it's him, whether it's his legs, whether it's his running backs, receiver side, it is what it is. That offensive pop firepower you guys have is scary. But for some reason, I'm I'm kind of feeling that if there's time, I think we're going to get whooped when we go to Buffalo. But right now, I, I think it's time for us to win, and I think we're winning this game. And you got one of the best kickers in the league, too. Let's not forget about we that. Do. And, um, you know, I, I, was, I was listening to a different podcast, and they alluded to the fact that the holding issues – you know, stopped so that, you know, he's, he's pretty much a lock, you know, beyond that 40 yard line. So, um, you know, it's, I'm telling you, man, I, I'm not confident. You know what I mean? I, 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 if there was ever a time I should be confident it's now, but you know, it's just, when you, when you have a team's number, they're due for one. Um, they, you guys have got all the weapons that you needed to kind of make that happen. Let's just say that, you know, um, so at least get us marginally closer to where we were before. Cause we have the offensive power to at least keep up with you. It's just a matter of trying to get you guys off the field, I feel. Well, I think Gabe Davis not playing is going to be a big deal also if he doesn't play. Yeah, I mean, and again, that, that which I mean, Jake Kumaro caught a couple big passes, you know, and he, he was able to kind of step up. He's a great blocking receiver, um, you know, and, and again, you got Knox. And, and it's we're going to have to rely on some some young talent, you know, Um so I, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun game. Let's just say that it's gonna be a fun game. I'm looking forward to it. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully um, we come out on top. But I, I'll tell you, it can go either way. Unfortunately, I'm rooting for a tie. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't mind that at all either. But listen, we're up against the clock here. I will not be at the game unfortunately this time, so I will not be able to uh, to talk some shit with you at the stadium. I'm gonna be out of town. But Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciated that you took time out of your day, especially with your family coming into town to come and talk some shit with us. Course, it was man. a pleasure having you, brother. Thanks for thanks for having me, guys. This is actually a lot of fun, man. I had, I had a good time. I'll, I'll make sure to bring you back when we play you again. This was the Batter Fins podcast. That is the Batter Jet fan himself, Danny G. That was Phil the Bill, the Lip. Thank you so much for joining us. Catch you guys next time. Just Lip, man. It's just Lip, not the Lip. <laughs>